Welcome to 9 to 5 Mac Daily for Thursday, October 19th, 2023. I'm your host, Chance Miller. Leading off today, we've been hearing a lot about iPhone 15 demand over the past few weeks, and a new report this week from Jeff Poo offers additional details on iPhone 15 sales and what to expect next year. According to the analyst, the iPhone 15 is selling worse than the iPhone 14 during the same period last year. Unsurprisingly, the iPhone 15 Pro Max is the most popular model so far, followed by the iPhone 15 Pro, while demand for the iPhone 15 and iPhone 15 Plus is weaker. One market of particular concern for Apple is China, where the company is facing stronger-than-ever competition from Huawei. Jeff Poo says that demand for Huawei's latest smartphones, including the Mate 60 lineup, is much stronger than expected, taking a bite out of Apple's iPhone 15 sales. As for the iPhone 16 next year, the analyst says the iPhone 16 Pro will be equipped with a faster 5G modem, Wi-Fi 7 support, and an upgraded 48-megapixel ultrawide camera. Currently, the ultrawide camera on the iPhone 15 lineup is 12 megapixels, and it hasn't seen any significant upgrades over the past few years. And in terms of performance, this week's report says that the entire iPhone 16 lineup will be powered by the A18 family of processors. The iPhone 15 Pro is powered by the A17 Pro, while the iPhone 15 is powered by the A16 Bionic. Starting with the iPhone 16 lineup next year, however, Apple is expected to unify on the A18 chip, with an A18 Pro going in the more powerful iPhone 16 Pro lineup, and a less powerful version, still called the A18 and based on 3 nanometer technology, coming to the iPhone 16 and 16 Plus. The chips are also expected to be made using an upgraded 3 nanometer process that offers higher clock speeds and lower power consumption, something that Jeff Poo says will address the power concerns and overheating concerns of the A17 Pro. In other news today... Earlier this month, 9to5Mac reported that Apple is currently developing two new iPad Air models alongside an updated iPad Mini. Now, a new report from Digitimes adds more fuel to this fire, saying that Apple is prepping a 12.9-inch version of the iPad Air for the first time. Digitimes says that Apple's roadmap includes a 12.9-inch iPad Air with a traditional LCD backlit display, which aligns with the current iPad Air and its use of LCD backlighting instead of mini-LED. Given that Digitimes reports are often based on supply chain sources, this likely means that there is evidence of a new 12.9-inch LCD panel inside Apple's supply chain, and currently Apple doesn't sell any product with a 12.9-inch LCD display. The 12.9-inch iPad Pro uses mini-LED, and the expectation is that it'll switch to OLED sometime in early 2024. If Apple were to bifurcate the iPad Air strategy based on screen size, we'd have one iPad Air with a 10.9-inch display and another with a 12.9-inch display, which lines up with what the company also does for the iPad Pro, the iPhone, and the MacBook Air, giving users a way to get the biggest screen without paying for the most powerful version of a product when they might not need the power of that product. There's also plenty of space between the current iPad Air and the 12.9-inch iPad Pro, with the iPad Air starting at $600 and the 12.9-inch iPad Pro starting at $1,100. 
There's no word on when the new 12.9-inch iPad Air will be announced, but the expectation is that Apple has an M2 version of the iPad Air and an updated iPad Mini coming sometime within the next several months. Running out today, it's no secret that Apple has a thing for sports streaming rights. It's currently the sole owner of a decade-long Major League Soccer streaming partnership, and it has a relationship with Major League Baseball for Friday night baseball games. Now, the Wall Street Journal has published a new report that details the current state of negotiations between the NBA, National Basketball Association, and its distribution partners. Unsurprisingly, Apple's name is still in the mix when it comes to gaining streaming rights to NBA games, but as of right now, it doesn't sound like there's been any significant development. That's in part because ESPN and TNT have until April 2024 to decide on their own packages. ESPN and TNT carry roughly 165 nationally televised games combined every season, and the current expectation is that they'll sign up for a smaller package when the current deal expires in 2024. So if ESPN and TNT buy fewer games as expected, the NBA plans to present packages to streaming video players such as Apple and Amazon, both of which have already expressed their interest. But still, as we learned with Apple's talks to acquire NFL Sunday Ticket, the company will only pay what it thinks the streaming rights for a sport are worth, and it won't simply outbid the nearest competitor if it doesn't make financial sense to do so. That wraps up another episode and another week of 9to5Mac Daily. We'll be back on Monday for a full week of Apple News. In the meantime, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, where you can subscribe and leave us a rating and a review to help more people find the show. You can find all of the latest Apple news on 9to5Mac.com. Follow along with me on Twitter, Mastodon, and Threads at Chance H. Miller. And we'll be back on Monday for a new week of Apple news.